Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Are you a business owner looking for help with HR benefits and payroll? MWG Employer Services offers a wide range of services and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. I was so overwhelmed with HR stuff. MWG Employer Services took all the stress out of it and even set up my payroll. I couldn't be happier. MWG Employer Services is here to help you succeed. Call us today at 601-206-7966 or go to mwgemployerservices.com. You're listening to Sports Talk Mississippi On Demand, presented by Pearl River Resort. Escape to Choctaw, Mississippi and enjoy world-class gaming, the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, and Geyser Falls Water Park. Escape to Pearl River Resort. To the junction, in the grove, and to the top. This, this is Sports Talk Mississippi. On your radio and in the game. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome to our first Football Friday of 2023. It is back. We've got high school football tonight all over the state of Mississippi. We have the return of college football. I've been playing with the wording of this, and I still can't, like, I, I can't just embrace that college football is back with week zero. I know Hey Dad hates that idea. So it's like we have the return of college football tomorrow, and then next Saturday, actually next Thursday night, we have the start of the college football season. I realize that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. It's just how I'm it does. compartmentalizing it or categorizing it in my mind. Because I know we don't get a full day tomorrow, but doggone it, I'm excited. I'm pretty fired up about Navy and Notre Dame in front of a packed house in Dublin at 1.30 tomorrow afternoon and then yeah. catching some Commodores and some rainbows tomorrow night. Yes. It, you're right. It's not. It doesn't feel the exact same because the most compelling game has a three-touchdown line on it. That that's not that's not every week in college football. We just sat down. I'm going to use this comparison on Thursday as well. We just sat down at a really nice steakhouse, and they brought out the the basket of bread, and it's like this artisan bread with like rosemary baked in it, and the butter's outstanding. That's what tomorrow is. You're you're you don't go to the steakhouse for the really 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 nice bread. So when we were at Jeff Ruby in uh, in Nashville at SEC Media Days, and they brought the little butter that had the salt on top of it, and yeah. it wasn't it wasn't hard. It was like creamy butter with good salt on top. That's tomorrow. Yeah, it was a very nice touch. Everybody seemed to enjoy it. Nobody went there for that. It's a very good introduction. I feel like Haydad just wants to push back on all this and be like, "Shut up! Football's back." That is exactly what I want to do. Yes, correct. Uh, football is back, and 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 I will have no slander of it. No slander coming here. Just uh, just trying to um, label all of it in my mind. Wouldn't it be a great start to the college football season if Navy upsets Notre Dame? I know oh. it's it's not going to happen, but could you imagine how awesome that would be? All, I mean, in Dublin, Ireland, the Fighting Irish, 40,000 Notre Dame fans made the trip, and then the first Navy team after Ken Niamatololo upsets them with all of that pomp and circumstance going on. NBC sent all of their sports people. Like, Dan Patrick was there all week long. Brady Quinn was doing his radio show from Dublin all week long. Like, they sent everybody out there to do that and then lose? 
would be hilarious. Yeah, that. I would, also uh, think that we're that only. Start, start I think we're only. Uh, I think we're only a year or two away from week zero becoming a, a real thing, and there being a marquee matchup every year on week zero. It won't be week zero anymore. It'll then be week one. Well, it'll still only be like maybe seven or eight games, but you'll see a. You remember a few years ago where Miami, Florida got moved to this, and you had it something like that. I think you, you're yeah. going to have a a. a a, a week zero, you know, college kickoff classic, call it whatever you want, kind of game every year soon. This is Sports Talk Mississippi coming to you from the Pearl River Resort Studio. Pearl River Resort, home of the sports book at the Golden Moon Casino. Learn more about them online at Pearl River Resort. Or come join us next week on Monday as we broadcast live from the sports book at the Golden Moon Casino. And uh, we will be officially kicking off game week as we roll into the first full week of the college football season. And we will be beginning the celebration of the uh, the five-year anniversary of the, the sports book on Wednesday. They've actually got a ceremony that's happening 1 o'clock on Wednesday afternoon. They'll have refreshments and I'm sure some cake and maybe some crumpets and some uh, uh, some tea, something along those lines. Plus, the bar will be open. Whatever you want to do on uh, on Wednesday for the uh, for the full celebration. So a lot of cool stuff happening uh, next week. Can't wait to be there. You want to be a part of the conversation this afternoon? Join us on the Ceasefire text line 601-879-4395. Introducing Connect and Protect from Ceasefire. That is the plan that takes care of your children. The phone your kids want with easy-to-use parental controls for you, and it's just $30 a month with auto pay. Learn more at cspire.com. Cspire, customer inspired. So we got this one a second ago. Howdy, fellas. Feels like Christmas Eve in spirit, if not in temperature. Yes, if Christmas Eve happened on the surface of the sun, it would feel just like Christmas Eve in uh, in temperature. But, yeah, I, I get well, it. You know, Christmas in the Southern Hemisphere is during the summer, so, you know. Yes. And so if you're it's hot in, in Brazil in Christmas. December, then you know the feeling. Yeah, there yeah, it's cra- crazy hot, I'm sure. There you go. But, yes, I think the uh, the spirit of it uh, is there's some excitement going into a, uh, a new football season. Adam in Monticello says, sad news out of the WWE. Wyndham Rotunda, a.k.a. Bray Wright, has passed away. He's 36. Bray Wyatt. Wyatt. I'm sorry, I said White? Yeah. Yeah. Bray yes, Wyatt. Yes, he did. My apologies. Yes, he did. Rotunda. Very big loss for the... Said. Yes, son of uh, Hall of Famer Mike Rotunda and uh, former college football player, played at Troy. Very good. Um, I mean, yeah. not very good. Well, no, not very good. Away, but yeah. very good that you yeah. knew the backstory and who his father was. Uh, was this a star yeah. in the WWE? It was. It was. Mm. Cause of death? He had a heart attack. Oh, goodness. That's awful. That's awful. Yeah. Richard, how were you able to say rainbows and Commodores with a straight face? It's a game. Hey, and look, that was no That's disrespect. I think they're the Rainbow Warriors. Uh, so I was not trying to take a shot at um, at, at Hawaii for their, their mascot. Was it? Not at all. And also, just looked at the Jeff Ruby menu. Legit. Yeah, it's it's really good. It was really, good. It was good. Really, really good. 
high school football is back. Yes, it is. Um, I woke up to a text message this morning. Richard from a rock, friend rocking his colors today. Yeah, look yes. at you. I got the Charger logo going on, the O-Bolt logo. Hey, Dad, you asked about that a couple of weeks ago. So there it is. I did. Uh, Crosstown Classic tonight with Oxford and Lafayette for the season opener. Nice. That was the season finale when uh, when I played. Uh, but, yeah, woke up to a text message this morning reminding me that uh, my senior year, the, uh, the Crosstown Classic, that was 25 years ago. Said differently, that's a quarter of a century. Yeah. Fall of 1998 to fall of 2023, math checks out. That is uh, that is 25 years. Oh, hopefully, hopefully, before this show ends today, I will be an uncle for the second time. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Yep. Olivia's going to be a big sister. My brother Paul and his wife Maggie are um, in the process of having their second child, Got a baby boy, so it'll be my first uh, nephew. Pretty, uh, pretty fired up about that. And, and Obi, Obi's really excited, even though he's ten, and this child is being born today. Every child in our family is a girl. He has no boy cousins, and so he is super fired up about having a boy cousin. So, a lot of a uh, lot of cool stuff. Give me the uh, when when I say, "Hey, Dad, your high school football career." What is the first thing that comes mm-hmm. to mind? Uh, beating St. Andrews when I was a junior to end their two-year-long uh, winning streak. They had won twenty-one straight. Forky, what is it for you? Please don't say it's when you get carried off the field on a back brace. Oh, it's not that. I mean, I okay, good. Played the next year as well, but um, probably. I had an interception against Fort Dorchester in the playoffs uh, to seal the win. That kind of ended the game. It was their final push. and uh, We had to go all the way down to Charleston uh, for some reason and play Fort Dorchester, and uh, that was a cool like final end of my career because the next week we had to play Burns, and that was a team that had the number one recruit in the country, a quarterback that played at Rutgers, three defensive linemen that played in the SEC, two wide receivers that played in the SEC, and on and on and on and on. And they smoked us. So final game, not a good memory, but uh, the the game that sealed that fate, I had a really good night. I love it. I love it. For, for me, sure. it's – yeah, it's – I mean, it. I hate it being a loss – uh, but it was a, an incredible game. Uh, Lafayette beat us 41-35 in overtime in the final regular season game my senior year. Similar, Borky. We played Clarksdale in the first round of the playoffs the uh, the next week. It was, uh, if you were an Oxford Charger, it was a forgettable night. Um, and, and so I, I don't remember all the details from that one, uh, but I could almost <laughs> replay the uh, the season finale in a rivalry game in my head, uh, like almost play-by-play, play, even 25 years later. I have a loss like that. I have a loss like that. My senior year, we lost to Natchez Cathedral, fifty to forty-nine. We scored on the last play of the game, went for two, and didn't get it. Oh, mm. I like the call, though, Coach. You play, yeah, we you went play for it, yeah. to win the game. Yeah, uh, I, no, I like that. Uh, and when I, I like say when I say scored on the last play, it was a hail mary too. It was we we oh, threw then, a long yes. pass, caught it. We're on the road. Two. We're like, let's do it. Yeah, just didn't get it. Oh, well, hey, that's the right call, though. 100 times out of 100, that's the right yeah. call. Go win the game. Yeah, I agree. Love it. 
Sports Talk Mississippi. Plenty coming up with you this afternoon. We'll be back right after this. Sports Talk Mississippi. Sports. Sports. On your radio and in the game. Super Talk Mississippi. Down dirt road and made homemade wine like nobody I know. I dropped by one Friday night and said, Can you help me, Creole? I've got a little girl waiting on. So, you remember when Ole Miss was about to play in the, uh, the Sugar Bowl following the 2021 season? So, what was that? January 1st, 2022. Oh. I'm sorry, something wrong? With who? You. You just banged the table, oh, take rolled your eyes, and take, shook take, your take head. Take one guess. I'll give you one guess. You're smart enough to know what's going on. Is Chelsea getting shoved right now? Uh, they're, they're winning, but they should, that should have been a goal right there, and I don't know how that got blocked. It says it's at halftime. It's not. Oh. I promise it isn't. Okay. How much longer do we have to endure you paying more attention to that than the rest of what we're doing on the show? Well, first off, even at 50%, I'm better than 100% of you. But secondly, uh, we're in the 64th minute, so another 30 minutes. Okay, so another half hour, and you can uh, you can. Kind of I am paying. I'm paying job. attention yeah, to what good. you were saying. I'm I'm listening. Well, I've forgotten what you were saying now because you've gone and, and gone off topic. But well, I'm I was sorry. listening to you. you I can do you two just, things at once. You, you shook my concentration. I banged when the you table. Bang the table, and it's Lock, like. <laughs> Lock in, Cross. It's Friday. Let's go. I, I didn't know if just my mention of Ole Miss playing in the Sugar Bowl made you so mad that you had that disgusted look on your face. No, nah, nah, it happens. Yeah. Uh, it does. It, it, a couple of times recently, actually. It's kind of cool. Yeah. That was actually not the point of what I was saying. So the night yeah, before I didn't the think Sugar it was. Bowl, please continue. Yes. The, the night before the Sugar Bowl, they had a, um, a a party at the team hotel for alumni and donors and interested people. That was the big announcement of a major campaign. Champions Now. It's a huge fundraising campaign. It's going to be what two hundred fifty, three hundred million dollars. It's part of the larger university campaign that was going on. And as part of that announcement, they showed some renderings of a future Vaught-Hemingway Stadium. And they were going to hit the ground running, right? I mean, it was, it was the timeline was laid out. They knew how much money they had to raise up front. We were looking at financing. Well, a lot of things changed shortly after that. Interest rates spiked. Cost of building anything came close to doubling, and we entered into a whole new world in college athletics where dollars were necessary for NIL. And so a lot of the same people that would have been donating to the Champions Now campaign, stadium expansion, renovation, etc., were also being asked to donate to NIL causes, collectives, whatever. Ole Miss not unique in that, just a very local example. 
And Lane Kiffin came out very publicly and was like, hey, our focus needs to be on raising money for NIL. And Keith Carter then came out publicly and said, we're tapping the brakes on the stadium renovation plans. It's really expensive. We're not in the best environment to try and build right now with escalating costs and interest rates where they are. And there's a lot of unknown moving forward in college athletics. And so Vaught-Hemingway Stadium, as it sits right now, is what it's going to look like for at least the immediate future, we think. Ole Miss, along with Mississippi State, has one of the oldest college football stadiums in the country. In fact, help me remember this, hey, Dad, Mississippi State Stadium, on the site where it sits, is the second Mm -hmm. oldest stadium in the country, correct? That's correct. Only Bobby Dodd uh, Stadium is uh, is older. Yeah, Grant Field, Bobby Dodd Stadium for, in Atlanta for FBS schools. I believe. I think like the yeah, 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 yeah. FBS schools. FBS schools. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So there is a new effort in Washington D.C. to protect some of the stadiums that have some level of historical significance which is a really fancy way of saying saying are old. Um, <laughs> right? That's true. That's, yeah. I mean, there's no other way to put it. You're yeah, right. Yeah. My, my town where I live uh, put up a, a, a little banner that says, Welcome to Historic Madison. And right behind the sign is where they're building a bunch of new stuff. It's like, you guys got the historic part wrong. Yeah, <laughs> this, yeah. this isn't historic. It's all new. So... It's really funny, right? I mean, if you have a house that was built in the 60s or 70s and you want to tear it down, people, like, line up to help you. If you have a house that was built in the, like, 1910s or the 1890s, people will fight you if you try to take a single pane out of a window. That That's kind of how it works. So we're talking about old venues. Ole Miss and Mississippi State are two of 18 stadiums in college football, that have been targeted by Congress for future preservation and modernization efforts. The Congressional Historic Stadium Caucus, which was established by co-chairs Congressman Garrett Graves from Louisiana and Congressman Mark Pocan from Wisconsin, was launched with the intention to update some of college football's most historic stadiums, many of which are over 100 years old, and enhance their capabilities. And so this comes the year after of the the announcement of moving to a college uh, a 12-team playoff. It comes amid conference realignment, NIL and all these other things. And so potentially and I don't know how you feel about this. I mean you 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 may listen to this story and be like I quite simply cannot think of a larger waste of federal tax dollars. That, that may be your take, and that's fine. Or you may be like, sweet, Ole Miss and Mississippi State, next time they want to do a stadium expansion or renovation or modernization project, they don't have to come up with the money. Congress is going to give it to them. Maybe. With federal funding potentially available to the universities for stadium repairs, it is possible that technological and infrastructure upgrades could take place at the two stadiums here in Mississippi sooner rather than later. Obviously, Ole Miss has a very um, – they, they got a plan. They got renderings and the whole deal, and they were ready to roll. And then they were like, well, hold on a second. Mississippi State, Mark Keenum, a few years ago announced that 
there is a plan to bowl in the south end zone in Starkville. You had the north end zone expansion a few years ago, but then it's very much down the line. These are the 18 how old is, uh How old is Vaughn Hemingway? Like early 1900s. According to the NCAA's website, 1915. Oh, so only a few years younger. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's been there for a minute. And they, the NCAA okay. site claims that Kyle Field was built in 1904. So that would make states third, according to the NCAA's website. I don't think that's accurate. I mean, I've always, my whole life, have heard that only Bobby Dodd was was older. Yeah, I have too. That's, I don't know. These are the 18 stadiums. Remember how, remember how the Aggies created a national championship just years ago, just just so they could say they had something over tech? It's the same thing. They're, 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 they just made it up. Beaver Stadium at Penn State, which looks like a giant erector set. Camp Randall Stadium, Madison, Wisconsin. The Cotton Bowl in Dallas, which interestingly enough is not home to a team, but it is home to a game. But needs to be. That that that's that's a historical site. Hundred percent agree. Hundred percent. Davis Wade Stadium. Franklin Field at the University of Pennsylvania. Husky Stadium at Washington, which not too terribly long ago went un- underwent a massive renovation. Jordan-Hare Stadium, Auburn, Alabama, the L.A. Coliseum. N- no argument that that is a historic site. No. no argument. Multiple Olympics also just underwent a massive renovation. Memorial Stadium at the University of California, so that's Berkeley, and, and they have done pretty significant renovations in not too distant in the not too distant past. Memorial Stadium at the University of Illinois. Memorial Stadium in South Carolina. Borky, what stadium is that in South Carolina? Memorial Stadium, South Carolina. Um I don't know. That's not Clemson Stadium, is it? Might be. I've just always known it as that I think they call it. It is Memorial Clemson Stadium. Stadium. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, I'm channeling my inner Gallo here. But if the bill has already been passed and the money has already been spent, then yes, Ole Miss and Mississippi State should try, lobby, whatever to get the money. But it is exhausting watching how wasteful our government is when we've got real, actual problems all across the country, and we spend billions of dollars, if not trillions of dollars, on. The dumbest things. Yeah, we do. We do. This actually got, feels we got a, we got less dumb to that. me than, than some things. Uh, here are the others on the list quickly. Then we got a, a break. Um, Nippert Stadium at Cincinnati, the Rose Bowl, Spartan Stadium at San Jose State, LSU's Tiger Stadium, Vaughn Hemingway, Wallace Wade at Duke, and the Yale Bowl. Those are the eight team stadiums that have been targeted. Yes, I agree. We waste tons and tons of money. And this kind of feels like a colossal waste of money. But I don't know that's dumber than some of the things we spend money on. Sports Talk. Sports Talk Mississippi. To the junction, in the groove, and to the top. Sports Talk Mississippi on Super Talk Mississippi.
Welcome back to Sports Talk Mississippi with you in the Pearl River Resort studio on this Friday afternoon. Tonight, 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 the high school football preview show comes your way as soon as we get finished here on Sports Talk Mississippi. And then at 10 o'clock, back, better than ever, the award-winning Mississippi Farm Bureau Insurance Company High School Football Scoreboard Show from 10 until... What award did we win? (laughs) Shut your mouth, Will East. (laughs) You will raise your hand before speaking, please. Do not speak out of turn. I'm just wondering, you know. Well, uh, look, I mean... I didn't get my residual check for that. I don't know. Well, it was it was probably before you were involved. <laughs> it's been around a long time. I'm sure there's some awards that have been handed out somewhere along the way. Oh, high school football is back. You know, I was thinking about this earlier today. Start of the college football season. Some years, week one is just fantastic. Like you got just big matchup after big matchup, and some years you've got you know a little bit of a sputter. Yeah, this is kind of one of those years. Like, there, there's going to be great football next week, but there are only a couple of marquee matchups: that North Carolina, South Carolina game, the LSU, Florida State game. Those really grab the attention. That is not how it works in high school football in the state of Mississippi. No, we, we, we like to hit the ground running on week one. They do, and they've done a, a such a great job over the past couple. Of, I've noticed it over the past couple of years. They've really stacked the box with these opening night games, and uh, tonight is no different. Uh, the headline marquee game, in my mind, uh, and in most people's minds, I would imagine, is the Picayune at Brandon game. And we, there are multiple games tonight that feature teams that were in state championship games last year playing each other to open the season. I mean, that's that's incredibly fun. Uh, and Picayune at Brandon is it's about as good a matchup as you could ask ask for. Uh, you know, Picayune back to back state championships. For them, uh, they're on a, a roll right now. I think they have the longest winning streak in the state. The last time they lost a game, I, I think it was in September of 2021, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and then you got Brandon on the other side, who has been incredibly good. They've been to two straight state championship games in 6A. They've moved up to 7A this year. Uh, they haven't won a title during that run, but they've had a, a, an incredibly uh, a good uh, offense. They have kind of an Ole Miss style hurry up and then run type offense. Nate Blunt is the featured back now. He, last year he was kind of shared time with some other backs, but now he's the featured back. And uh, I think they're going to be incredibly good on offense again this year. Maybe they're they're hoping to be a little bit better on defense. But uh, just a great great matchup to start the season. Uh, and in two, it's it's not even a regional matchup it, as far as you know the. Where these guys are located in the state, you've got you know coast versus central Mississippi, which is so much fun. I always love it when they kind of mix and match like that. Yeah, it, um, it really makes for a uh, for a cool start. I, look, will you you eat this and and you breathe it during high school football season? So I'm going to let you just kind of kind of lead us through some of these games that we need to talk about, including a couple that are about to get started. Uh, we got a message at the beginning of the show. Uh, South Panola is playing Houston out of Tennessee, so in the yeah. Memphis metro area. Uh, not, the hill not the Hilltoppers. No, no, not, not the Hilltoppers. They're playing that game on Northwest Field in Senatobia, and somebody sent us a message that said the uh, temperature on the turf playing surface right now is 176. 
I don't know if I believe that or not, but I mean, if it's 140, if it's 150. If it's in the ballpark. What if, it, if it is 170, holy cow, that's hot. Wow. Yeah, I, you know, a lot of teams move their games back to kind of uh, alleviate the heat. I, I talked to one referee this week who told me that they were going to take um, extended water breaks, extended breaks just in general, just to give the players time to uh, to kind of acclimate as best they can. You know, they instituted that rule, which is a lot of people have talked about um, the MHSAA saying that, you know, you couldn't practice if it was over a certain degree. And some folks were, you know, I think rightfully saying, well, they're not going to be acclimated by the time the games roll around because it's still going to be hot. Yeah. Uh, so they, they've moved a lot of these games back. Not as many as you – I thought everybody was going to move their games back, but they have not. A lot of teams are keeping their games at the same time. So we'll see how it goes. Um, hopefully, you know, you'll, they'll take plenty of water breaks. Hopefully we won't, we won't have any incidents. But as far as the games themselves are concerned, in the Golden Triangle kind of area, West Point, Starkville, Louisville, Knoxville County, this is one of my favorite things that they do in that area is they all play each other every single year, and they're all really good. All four of those teams were featured in the state championship game last year. West Point in 5A, Louisville in 4A, they're going to meet up uh, tonight, and this is always a, a fun, fun game. It seems like they're 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 very similar teams. You know, Louisville had just an incredibly good defense last year. I think they had like seven shutouts last year. And I believe the state record for shutouts by a team is 10. So that tells you kind of how good their defense was last year. Won the 4A state championship. Well, tonight they're playing West Point, you know, who's been to, I, I can't even count anymore, seven straight state championship games in 5A. Uh, so that'll be a really fun one. And then you've got Knoxby County at Starkville. Uh, and again, even though this is a 3A versus a now 7A school, Knoxville County can hold their their own with anybody. Uh, they almost beat Louisville last year. In fact, uh, Knoxville County had really good offense last year. Uh, defense a little bit shaky. Startville, meanwhile, is I consider them the top team in 7A. Some people will say Tupelo. But Starkville's bringing back a ton of players from last year's squad. And if you remember last year with Starkville, in the middle of the season, they kind of had this really rough patch of games. I think they lost three straight, had a lot of problems with penalties. They were a young team. Well, this year they come back with more experience. They have that state championship game underneath their belt. And I really think that they're they're loaded and ready to go again. Um, Trey Petty is as good a quarterback as you can ask for in high school. I just think that Starkville has all the tools that it's going to take. Now, whether they can do all those things, that remains to be seen. But I, I really think this Starkville team is, is something special this year. So that's Knoxville County at Starkville, West Point at Louisville. If, if you're in that golden triangle kind of area, like where Haydad is, some incredibly good football going options. on tonight. Yeah, yeah, you, you certainly do. We get a message on the C Spire text line that says, I own a boat shop, and there's a boat that's sitting in the sun all day, and the carpet is 176 degrees, so I believe it. I mean, it, 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 the heat is real. We, we get a message, and we hope that the young man is okay. Said you poor. I had a football player that passed out oh playing gosh. East Webster last night that had mm-hmm. to be airlifted to uh, to Tupelo. And we did get started with some games last yes. night, and and there were some some big games that happened here in the Magnolia State last night. Yeah, probably the you had a couple big marquee games. I would say Oak Grove and Wayne County. Although that turned out to be a blowout, uh, Oak Grove winning over Wayne County, and then. Maybe pound for pound, the biggest game last night was Bay Springs and Raleigh. 
Uh, and I really thought Bay Springs was going to win that game because Raleigh lost uh, Sunterine Perkins, who's now now at Ole Miss, who was a star, obviously defensive player, but also a star offensive player. Well, Raleigh went on to win last night, so that was kind of a, a big surprise to me. So, yeah, I had some big games last night. Thursday night games, by the way, uh, I've heard a, a lot of people asking about this. That's going to be a norm, I, I feel, the next couple of years uh the problem is is that we don't have enough referees and when you don't have enough referees the good referees have to work both nights uh just to cover all the games you think about all the games you have going on in any given friday night it's like what 115 teams or something uh we just don't have the referees there's not enough young referees coming up so if you know anybody that is interested or if you're interested in becoming a referee i I would implore you to ask the MHSAA um, how you can get involved. The people who do it love it. I know one referee personally who just, he loves it. He loves the rules. He loves everything about it. He just says, there's not enough of us. We need more of us. And it's it's getting more difficult each year to get referees involved at the high school level. So I would encourage you to get involved if you feel so inclined. Uh, we got a couple of messages that said the young, young man from Eupora made it back home, uh, was able to go home Good. today, is uh, is okay. So certainly glad to hear about that. I'm not going to go any farther on some of the medical details that some of you have sent us just because it's not really our place uh, to, to do that. So hopefully uh, he is okay. Uh, Will, there's a, another game tonight in uh, in North Mississippi. I see that. Look at I that. I don't know if, uh, if you're aware of the, uh, the Crosstown Classic as a season yeah. opener tonight. Season opener rivalry game. I mean, a named rivalry game, not just one that, you know, we do like to play each other, but a named rivalry game that we have, you know, kind of uh, joked with you. I joked with you last night when I was talking to you on the phone about it, about the, what was it, 1998 edition of it that's mm-hmm. written there on the column of the uh, University Sporting Goods on the square. What was yeah. the final score of that one again? It was 41-35, Lafayette won in <laughs> overtime. In fact, hey, I'll, I'll read you this. A buddy of mine sent me this message this morning. So I, I guess um, this is going to be on the radio broadcast tonight. Um, interesting tidbit, 25 years ago in 1998. That's a quarter of a century ago. Uh, <laughs> Oxford had the same uniform combination they're wearing tonight against Lafayette. Same logo on the helmet, except it was a blue helmet instead of the white one they're wearing tonight. Lafayette won in overtime, 41-35, as Eugene Eggerson and Richard Cross tied up in an offensive duel. Oh, that's great! Uh, yeah, I'm not. I know I've the told series, the story too many times. This series the is close. This is. is the closest it's been in quite a in, since like 1996. Uh, I think Lafayette. If you count playoff games, I think Lafayette's ahead by two games. Hold that thought. We'll pick it up when we come back. More with uh, high school football. Will East in studio. Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm and Supertalk TV. Sports talk in the state. It's the best thing. Say that again. We the best on three. One, two, three. We the best. Sports talk, Mississippi. Super talk, Mississippi. Ceasefire text line. You can be part of the conversation. 601-879-4395. Got a message from Will East's wife on the Ceasefire text line. It says, whatever Will <laughs> East gets paid, is it enough? Oh, my wife slash agent. <laughs> there you go. Thank you, honey. Somebody may have had a nice response to that. I'm not going to read that, though. 
Um, he why does high school football have to start so early? Why can't it be moved back two weeks to help with the heat? You know, that's something that's been brought up. Uh, I, I don't know the answer. I, I I could not tell you the answer. I guess because, I mean, you don't know what the temperatures are going to be until the week of, right? Uh, yeah. I, who knew back in, you know, when they were scheduling all these games that it was going to be incredibly hot and not rain? That's the other thing. Uh, so I, that's probably the reason why I've heard some people saying maybe shave off a, a week here or there because these kids are already playing a lot of games. Again, I understand all these. I don't know the answer to that. Look, I, I, I'm not speaking for Brian Haydad. I'm not speaking for, for Michael Borky. But the truth of the matter is, and, and I know it's a long time ago, but at 16, 17, 18, when we had been practicing in the heat, and, you know, was it 103 or was it 95? I, I, I don't know. It was hot. It was hot at the beginning of the football season. It's cold at the end of the football season. Most of us were in the best shape that we would ever be in in our lives. I mean, yeah. it's hot in Mississippi. We play football. You have to wear pads and helmets. It means you sweat a lot. Drink a lot of water. Oh, yeah. Hydrate before and after and during, and it's going to be okay. I mean, you have sad stuff. My, fir- my, my first game my senior year, that's back when the Red Carpet Bowl was a triple header. So St. Al would play, and then Vicksburg, and then Warren Central. Well, they always made the 1A school go on first, despite the fact that we didn't play both ways. And that game kicked off at 2 o'clock in the afternoon oh, on, like, yeah. this Friday. <laughs> and you know, and what are, what are St. Al's colors? Purple and gold. So purple jersey, purple uh, helmet. And Dumb Brian decided he wanted to wear a visor so he could look like one of those cool NFL <laughs> players. Never again. I took that visor off at the end of the game and said, never again. Oh, man. They play tonight, by the way. Cathedral and St. Al. I don't want to hear about it. Get killed. I mean, you could say play. I mean, I guess that's maybe stretching a little bit. They'll uh, be on the field. They'll have uniforms on. Speaking of the red carpet bowl. There'll be a score. Speaking of the red carpet bowl, that is one of the coolest things. And not a lot of people talk about it outside of the Vicksburg area. But that is one of the coolest things that they do each year. If you don't know, Warren Central and Vicksburg both host two teams. Normally they do it at the same stadium, so you have an early game, then you have a later game. Because of the heat, they've pushed both the games back. One game will be at Vicksburg tonight. One game will be at Warren Central. So tonight, Warren Central will play Clinton. They're lo- Clinton and Warren Central have been playing since, I don't know, the late 70s. Uh, and they haven't played recently because they, they changed classification, they changed regions. So they're going to meet up again. That should be a fun one. And then Vicksburg is going to play Holmes County Central. And this might be the sneaky good game of the night because Vicksburg, if you've been following them the past couple of years, they've had some of the best defenses in the entire state. They've done really well the past couple of seasons, uh, but with, with really good defense. Holmes County Central has a new quarterback. He is the former quarterback at Ridgeland, and last season he accounted for 35 touchdowns. He is now at Holmes County Central. So now you have one of the best quarterbacks in the state going up against one of the best defenses in the state, all happening tonight in Vicksburg as the Gators play the Jaguars. So that should be pretty entertaining. Hey, we've had a couple of folks that have asked on the uh, C Spire text line about the Meridian-Quitman game from last night. I have not heard anything about the Meridian-Quitman game. Somebody said, what happened Quitman won that game. Seven to six lost to Quitman. Marcus Boyles has his work cut out for him. 
Well, I guess, you know, Meridian was at one point a powerhouse program. You know, they were they weren't quite on the level of South Panola, but they, you know, they were in a lot of state championship games, made a lot of deep playoff runs, and they have just fallen off the past couple of years. And I don't know the reason behind that. I suspect it's because there's other schools in the area now that are doing really well, like Clarkdale and, you know, Kemper County is up there now. Uh, so I, I would suspect that some of those players that would normally go, kind of like what South Panola is going through. You know, South Panola has not been the South Panola that we remember them um, the past couple of years. And a big reason why is because North Panola is so good. You know, K.J. Jefferson, who's now at Arkansas, in years past, he would have played at South Panola. Well, he played at North Panola when he was in high school. So a lot of those players that would normally go to those schools are not going there because there's been other schools that have put more emphasis on their football program or new schools. That's That's been another thing that's happened. Um, so I think that's probably a reason why Meridian struggled. Yeah, I, I think that's a good point. And, and Panola County in particular, and, and I don't know the specifics of it, but I do know there was a time where if you lived in Panola County yep, and you were a – Great football player. You, you went to South Panola, period. And, and you didn't play any other sport. That's another thing. You didn't play basketball. You didn't play baseball. You had your butt in the weight room, and you were playing football. Yeah, there was a, a massive emphasis on it. But, I mean, I, is it crazy to say that the, the rise of North Panola football Absolutely. That has happened in recent years? And they've been good. North they, Panola's we, been good. They have been. They have. All right, so uh, it is here, it is underway, and we'll preview it as soon as we get through with Super Talk, uh, Sports Talk Mississippi, 6 o'clock, and then the scoreboard show coming up tonight at 10. Thanks, Will. Yes, sir. Mississippi on the Super Talk app, your local Super Talk station, and at supertalk.fm. Welcome back, 4 o'clock hour with you, Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm and Supertalk TV. Thanks for joining us. Coming to you from the Pearl River Resort Studios, Pearl River Resort is the home of the sports book at the Golden Moon Casino. You can learn more online at pearlriverresort.com. They are celebrating their fifth anniversary this coming Wednesday. Sports Talk Mississippi will be there on Monday to kick off the anniversary week and to kick off game week. Although it is already game week. In fact, it is game eve for the Vanderbilt Commodores. If this works out, we are going to continue our preview of SEC teams. We were hoping to visit with uh, Robbie Weinstein. Uh, don't know if that's going to work or not, though. He is. We've not been able to connect with him just quite yet. He's on the plane to Honolulu. Completely we, forgot that it was in Nashville this year. That's a long flight. That is, that's an expensive mistake if uh, if that's where he is working. <laughs> Jeez. Um, so Hawaii and Vandy. A year ago it was sixty three to ten Vanderbilt winning um, at Hawaii. This year game is in Nashville. Six thirty kickoff tomorrow night on the SEC Network. Vanderbilt is a seventeen and a half point favorite in the game, and the total is fifty six. There's some people that when they place wagers, they look at historic historical information. I mean, Vanderbilt covered the total themselves last year 
and they won the game by 53. Hawaii got a little bit better as the season went along. Vanderbilt was a, a better football team, but Vandy's running out a different quarterback. Mike Wright, who's now the backup at Mississippi State, was the starter for that game, and he kind of showed out. And, and your eyes got a little big when you watched. You're like, ooh, this guy could be a problem. He had trouble throwing it consistently early in the season, and that brought on an opportunity for A.J. Swan, and he solidified himself as the as the starter for Vanderbilt. And had a good season. What do we take from last year's game between Hawaii and Vanderbilt, which was the, the head coaching debut for Timmy Chang at, at Hawaii, and apply it to tomorrow night's game in Nashville? Is the answer talent discrepancy? The, the, how significantly yeah. more talented Vanderbilt was than than Hawaii in that game, and uh, you would hope if you are a Hawaii fan in Mississippi, in, in which case, uh, what are you doing? And um, also, please text us and let us know yeah. where you are. Uh, if you're a Hawaii fan, you hope that that gap is closed some, but it was so significant and glaringly obvious last year that one team was just significantly more talented than the other. That would be my biggest takeaway, and I love that 17.5 too. Mike Wright in that game last year was 13 of 21 for 146 yards and two touchdowns. He carried the ball 13 times for 163 yards and two touchdowns. Ray Davis had a good night as well. Uh, Ray Davis had nine carries for 87 yards, and he had a touchdown in the game. Uh, Ray, Ray Davis is no longer with the Vanderbilt team. He is now the starting running back at the University of Kentucky. Pretty big pickup for Kentucky in the offseason, especially considering Cavassier smoke transferred out and Chris Rodriguez aged out. So, you know... I'll be interested to see how that changes things for Vanderbilt in the uh, in the run game. They are expected to roll out a freshman running back in Cedric Alexander, and we'll see how that that works out. AJ Swan finished the season last year completing fifty eight percent for twelve hundred seventy four yards, ten touchdowns, and two interceptions. Look, Vanderbilt. I mean, he, he really did look he the part. Yeah. He needs to be up around 61, 62% this year. He's there. That's that, that he'll, he'll put up good numbers for Vanderbilt. Look, Vanderbilt's got a, uh, got a wide receiver that everybody likes. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, there, there is not a program in the SEC. I mean, how big do I want to make this statement? I'm just going to, I'm just going to let it fly. There is not a program in the SEC that would not trade one of their starting wide receivers for Will Shepard. I agree. I think he'd start everywhere. Yeah. He would be in the starting. Maybe not WR1 everywhere, but I think he would start at at all 14 SEC schools, yeah. And and that includes at Georgia? Mm -hmm. It absolutely includes at Alabama, where apparently nobody can catch the football. It's true at Florida. LSU's got a pretty good group of wide receivers. I think it's still true there. And Will Shepard last year had he averaged 13 yards a catch and had nine touchdown receptions, and that's with well, shaky quarterback play at times. And 
it's hard sometimes for a receiver to stand out. You know, it, you can't just hand them the ball. But yeah, he's he's special. And could you imagine the overtures he got from Auburn and other people? I'm sure as well. But Auburn this off season to try to transfer stuck around. He could have gone anywhere he wanted to. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I agree. I think he would start anywhere. He would have gone Ole Miss and Mississippi State and, and been in their starting lineup. Could have done it. Chose not to. I like that. Yeah. No, it's it's cool. Um, they've also got Jaden McGowan coming back, and he caught 44 balls last year. Had three touchdown catches. So top two receivers return, starting quarterback returns. Three of their top four tacklers are back from a year ago, though they do lose Anthony Orgy, who was just a tackling machine. He had over 100 last season. Um, not so much that we're previewing Vanderbilt as part of the, the 100 teams in 100 days, but uh, we've done that already. But oh, speaking of Anthony Orgy, uh, guess who he plays for? The Saints. Oh yeah, he's a Saint. He may or may not you, make you the hope, roster though. But you, you hope he's okay. Say, so, say so you hope he's still a tackling machine. <laughs> he was a good player, really good player. Yeah. All right, guys. What about Vandy's schedule this year? Three and a half was the win total that Vegas put on them. They opened with Y. I think we all think Vanderbilt is winning that game tomorrow. Alabama A&M in Week 2 should be a win. They go to Wake Forest in Week 3. That's likely a loss, but but it's not like... You disagree? They, they played them tough yeah. last year. I, I think it was right they played through them tough last year with then. Sam Hartman. And with Sam Hartman. If you see the kickoff time, by the way, not a misprint. 10 a.m. Central. Mm. Yeah. They, they can get that one. They lost that game by 20 last year. They, they were in it. And, they were and in the game. The pick though. six, and then... I, I just think that's a good Wake Forest program that doesn't get enough credit. Yeah. But, but I mean, maybe, maybe they do, maybe they but don't. But losing Hartman's a big, pl- big blow. Yeah. I, I don't think it's like an immediate L, but it's just like if you made me guess, with it being on the road, I probably would pick Wake Forest. I think they win at UNLV. So, so in, stop in there four? then. If the over-under is three and a half, right? And they so, get three in the non-conference. So they get those three. They'll be heavy favorites in those three games. All they have to do to hit the over, if you go to the Pearl River Resort, all they have to do is beat either Wake Forest, Kentucky, Missouri at home, or Auburn at home to hit the over. Mm-hmm. All the other games they play, they will be more significant underdogs. But all they have to do is... Sneak up beat and beat Florida one of those teams. They beat Florida and Kentucky last year. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like over three and a half is a really – there's really good value there, you think. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. And I don't get the impression that Clark Lee's in this to say, okay, can, can we win over three and a half games? Can we just find one more to hit four? I think the people in and around the Vanderbilt program are, are looking at the possibility of a bowl game this year. And that should be the goal, right? You went five and seven last year. Got your quarterback back. You got your top two receiver back. You got some key pieces back on the defensive side. You figure out how to get into the postseason. Get to it, and and people can talk about, oh, those bowl games don't matter. Tell that to Vanderbilt if they win six. Tell Vanderbilt that doesn't matter if they get to a bowl game. It does matter, and it certainly would matter to uh, to Vandy. I'll watch every snap of that one. I will. I'll watch every snap of 
Navy, Notre Dame, I'll watch every snap of Vanderbilt, and then the other ones will just be on in the background when I'm doing other stuff. But I, th- those are two full games that I will watch every snap of. Of course, for local interest with Vanderbilt, and then the novelty with the other one. But I'm looking forward to seeing them play tomorrow and seeing what they're capable of. Because I, I was talking to friends the other day, just you know, talking Ole Miss football with my friends is just kind of what we do. And we were going through the schedule, and he's like, oh, Vanderbilt, that's a win. And I said, I agree, but... Not the same. I don't think that you can just sleepwalk and beat Vanderbilt under Clark Lee anymore. Like, if you don't show up and play, they're going to beat you. Ask Florida, ask Kentucky. So I'm excited to see if if they do take that next step. And they are a team that not only will they play you tough, but they can beat you too on the right day. Yeah. And that's a sign of a well-coached program, or a well-coached team, if, you, if you're able to do that. Ceasefire text line, is there a chance that Vandy bowls with a losing record? Uh, I mean, there's a chance, but that means you have to not fill all the bowl slots and they've got to be at the top of the APR list. And maybe they are, or maybe they're not. So we will uh, we will see. You, you would much rather earn your way into a bowl game by winning six games than just hoping there aren't enough to fill all the slots. We'll be back. Sports Talk Mississippi. Happening in Mississippi sports, you'll hear about it first, right here. Sports Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalk TV. You can join us on the ceasefire text line, 601-879-4395. So this has been talked about for a while. Uh, Ole Miss with the release, it is official. For the first time since December of 2015, Ole Miss men's basketball will play a game in Tad Smith Coliseum. They are, this is a Chris Beard thing. Chris Beard did this at Texas Tech. He did it at Texas. He wants to go play a game in the old gym and honor the past. Cynics to this idea who go, um, you, you have an eight year old building that you spent a hundred million dollars on. Why would you go play in the place that you couldn't wait to get out of? Uh, w- w- would say that and would perhaps also say, well, that, there's not really that much history to go back to. So it's not like they're going back to the 50s and 60s and 70s in the, the heyday of Ole Miss basketball. They are bringing Rob Evans back, and they're celebrating Rob Evans' teams. And he was the guy that, that turned Ole Miss basketball around in the early to mid-90s. And they picked a good time and a good game. So Ole Miss is hosting Sam Houston State. On Friday, November 17th, so that's the night before a home football game, at 8 o'clock, and the game is presented by Cellular South. Seriously. (laughs) That's nice. On the logo for this event, it says, presented by Cellular South, now ceasefire. Uh, Some quotes from Hubina. 
Ceasefire supported and invested in college, high school, and pro sports across Mississippi and the Southeast for 30 years. Ole Miss was one of the first universities we began a relationship with back in 1993, back when we were known as Cellular South. Just like Ole Miss's arena, we also rebranded in the 2010s, changing our name from Cellular South to Ceasefire to reflect our growth beyond cellular to fiber internet and other technology solutions. We're proud to be the presenting sponsor for the throwback game in the Tad Pad as part of this throwback game. It only feels right to throw back to our brand of Cellular South with the return to the uh, to the Tad Pat. This game is not included in the season ticket package. Tickets are $25. And, and it's not included because it's too complicated to try to take people's season tickets and figure out where they should sit in the in a different yeah. arena, whatever. So they're just like, what? $25 a ticket, come if you want to. I don't know if this will be like a quote-unquote sellout, but that place will be packed, won't it? Friday night before a home football game, novelty deal, bringing Rob Evans back, kind of celebrating some NCAA tournament teams, a bunch of those players from his teams coming back as well. I think that'll be really cool. I mean, especially like you said, you got the, the before the football game crowd. You should have a, a, a monster crowd. Plus, uh, Ole Miss ba- basketball excitement should be at a high, right? Got a winning coach in, in there. Bring, you know, a new era of basketball should be should be at an all time high. Yeah, I, I would be very surprised if that's not a very big crowd. And based on my experiences in the Tad Smith Coliseum, a very loud one. Perhaps the loudest night I ever remember in that building, and there were some loud ones. It was not a complete sellout, but it was darn close. Ole Miss played Georgia in football on a Saturday morning or Saturday afternoon, and then they hosted John Chaney and Temple in Tad Smith on a Saturday night after a football game. Ooh. Yeah. And it was Temple had beat yeah, Temple had beaten Ole Miss in the NCAA tournament either the year before or two years before. I look, I I'm gonna mess this up. Maybe it was Keith Carter, maybe it was Michael White. I, I don't remember. Opening possession of the game, shot clock winding down, Ole Miss hits a three from like the top of the key. I think it was Michael White. Place goes nuts and it never really quit. It was like and the route is on. Um, kind of feel like you might get that kind of a, a vibe. Ole Miss has Mississippi State released its full basketball schedule yet? Has not. Has not. I guess that's coming soon. Ole Miss has three games announced on its schedule: Sam Houston State on Friday, November seventeenth; NC State on Tuesday, November twenty eighth, as part of the ACC SEC Challenge, and then they're going to play in the Hall of Fame series in San Antonio against Cal on Saturday, December 16th. Got another one for you because uh, they just beat Ole Miss to the punch. They will be playing Memphis in Oxford on Saturday, December 2nd because Memphis put their schedule out. So Uh, you you get that one too. Well, and there's the game on the coast also, right? Right Against Southern Miss. Against Southern Miss. So I guess we know five of them. Yeah. For State, all we have, we have announced are – Neutral site games. Uh, they're in the Basketball Hall of Fame Classic. They'll play Washington State in Connecticut 
on November 18th, and then either Northwestern or Rhode Island on the 19th. November 28th is the ACC-SEC Challenge. They'll be in Atlanta to play uh, Georgia Tech, and then they'll play in the Gotham. Yeah, they'll play at the Gotham Classic against Rutgers uh, in Newark on December 23rd. And there's another game on December 9th. They're playing Tulane in Atlanta. That has that's not on the official schedule, but I've seen an announcement for it. They'll be playing Tulane. There's a doubleheader that day. Uh, it's Auburn, Indiana, and Mississippi State Tulane. Patrick, with all due respect, my friend, we appreciate you. Yes, it is called Tad Smith Coliseum. Uh, you say not the Tad Pad. It's an affectionate nickname that even the school in their release today refers to it as that. So it's all right if we call it that, too. Yeah. Yeah. Caleb says that uh, game against Memphis is the same day as the MHSAA championship games. Is it? Busy yeah, day yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the same. It's it's the same Saturday as the the SEC championship game. Yeah. All right, which so, means you will not be at the Tad Pad. I will not. I mean, uh-huh. unless some other reason. Yeah. Like, I mean, like if 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 there's work involved, then I Wait. have to not go to the championship game. Right. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. The Memphis game. No, it doesn't matter. Yeah, you, you won't be at the Tad Pad either way. The, the, the Memphis game is not at the Tad Pad. I thought it was. Oh, Didn't not just at say the Tad the Pad. Houston it's State. in Oxford at the Pavilion. Yes, it's I said, at the Pavilion. Yeah, yes, 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 yeah. yes. We had we had a little confusion there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ceasefire Text Line. Did Mississippi State have a guard transfer to Georgia Tech last year? Yes, I think. Oh, I forgot what his name was, but I believe, yeah, I believe they did. Hey, now, what's the name That's of that tournament in uh, that Mississippi State's playing in? In New Jersey? The one in uh, the Jersey is called the Gotham Classic. Yeah, I, I know. Thought, I thought Gotham was Chicago. Yeah, well, I, I don't know what's, what's going I, on. I, I, Jersey I, I, people. I, 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 yeah. 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 All right. Um... Well, if they did, he's not on the roster anymore. I get more questions and comments about basketball, or have gotten more questions and stuff about basketball in the last couple of months, both from Ole Miss fans and State fans that I interact with, than in the previous four years combined. I was going to say the last three years, right? Something like that. I mean, it's August. College football starts tomorrow. And I had a buddy text me about basketball. Yeah, that, that just that would not have happened years ago. I, I love that this is happening now. I don't want to wish football away or anything, but I'm truly no, let's please yeah, not do that. I am truly genuinely excited about getting to cover and talk about and pay attention to meaningful basketball again. It, it, well, it was different for state because Jans was there last year, but having to. Watch Ole Miss basketball games was a chore, and it shouldn't be that way last year. And it's not going to be that way this year. No, I don't think so. I don't know. I don't think that's going to be the case. I would have rather folded laundry than watch Ole Miss play in the back half of that SEC slate last year. When we uh, when we come back, we will continue 100 teams in 100 days. We've got two teams to look at, teams number eight and number seven. 
the college football fix to start the five o'clock hour. We'll uh, we'll take a peek at some of the lines on the uh, the games that are happening this weekend. A food Friday at five twenty. Ten days of trivia is coming your way at five thirty seven. Once again, your chance to win. Thanks to our friends at Genteel. So a lot still to get to with you on uh, on this Friday afternoon. Rolling toward a college football weekend. Welcome back, old friend. Sports Talk Mississippi with you in the Pearl River Resort Studios. We're back right after this. Talk Mississippi. Your all-access pass to all things sports in Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi. On the Super Talk app, your local Super Talk station, and at supertalk.fm. Oh, you gonna take me home tonight. Oh, down beside that red firelight. Oh, you gonna let it all hang out, fat bottom girls, you may. Wait, didn't this song get excommunicated? Not by me. Did not ban? Not by me. What's wrong, hey, Dad? You just, you just, you just gotta, you just gotta take that that fruit that hangs so low and sometimes and grab it. But really, it's not. It, it's really just to kind of jab you a little bit. Yeah, I mean, if it has works. the slightest, slightest political undertone, you want no part of it. Yeah. Yes, I, I, I know the yeah. entire story. It's it's not what it <laughs> seems. It's not what yeah. people made of it. It's not what you thought you, it was. You're killing, you're killing my good mood here today. I mean, I, I, Chelsea wins three nil. I don't have to diet and exercise anymore after yesterday. I'm in, I'm in a great mood. Wait, why don't you not have to diet and exercise anymore? I found out I'm only about 208 pounds. You brought up politics today, sir. Yeah, 63215. That's Isn't that what they used to do on Dan Patrick that it, at the bell? That is yeah. the exact weight yeah. of New Orleans Saints quarterback Derek Carr. Same weight, 63215. So, yeah. Yep. I, I, saw my, I, I, didn't, I didn't realize I had done it, but I, I dropped another... Uh, Hundred pounds, and I, I'm, I've never felt better. So I'm gonna go buy me an extra large shirt tomorrow, and it's gonna, gonna fit just fine. I honestly thought he was taller than that. I don't know. His son is like six eight. But if you think about it, every six, coach in the country tall. should offer that kid. Most people like six three is 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 tall. It really is, especially in that in the political game where most people are kind of shrimpy. He can really stand out being six foot three. That's a tall guy. Uh, so, so he just towers over all the uh, yeah, pretty much. So I would be a towering presence as a president. Yeah, I've, uh, that field I'm not quite politics, six three. I'm like six two, six two and a half, something like that. Yeah, so po- political people. I mean, there's there's some that same as know, actors. He's, he's six three. You know, some guy like DeSantis is a former baseball. Like there are people in that field that are not like shrimpy, but a lot of them are. Uh, same thing with Abraham like, Lincoln was tall. Lincoln was tall. Lincoln was tall. You think he could dunk a basketball? No. Lincoln? Yeah. 
I think if basketball had been invented when he was president, yes, he could have dunked a basketball. Yeah, but just like on his own, like, here, Abe, put this up there. Yeah, do it now. He would be like, what is this? I don't know what this is. I had a friend, uh, so I did a podcast last night. I was laughing about 63215, and a friend texted me angry. He's like, you're taking shots at the press. It's like, if you can't laugh at Donald Trump claiming he's 63215, then you have you have no sense of humor, regardless of what you think about the guy. If, I, he, if he's the scum of the earth or the greatest want, president in the history of this country, him being claiming that he's two hundred fifteen pounds is objectively. I want funny. the Senior Bowl treatment here. I want him <laughs> in or in the NFL Combine. I want him in you know boxer shorts. I want to get the the big long uh, scale out. And I want I want an accurate I want the NFL Combine guys who were giving me two seventy eight and seven eighths I want that guy doing that weigh in. Yeah, Matt Stafford also I believe six three like two twenty. Uh, so so Derek Carr, oh, come Matt on. Stafford. <laughs> it's funny. Come on, <laughs> it is funny. <laughs> Mark Gulfport, famous line from Cheers. What's up, Norm? My ideal weight if I was seven foot two. <laughs> Oh me! Who's George Wint? Be rail thin at seven two. Yeah, George um, Wint. Let's see here, uh, Zach in Oxford. This message for you, hey Dad, Zach. Um, dude, congratulations! That is a major accomplishment. Everybody, I promise, is so proud of you for your effort and dedication. That ain't easy. That's right. I dropped one hundred and seventy pounds in how long? Eight months. But I dropped a hundred of it since six o'clock last night. That, yeah, Zach. He's um. We Zach. Yeah, we are guns. exceedingly proud for Brian Haydad, who was uh, who was so pleased with his weight loss that he was parading around shirtless on our call this morning. <laughs> it's, my air conditioner's out. It's hot in that house. I just got done from my walk. I walked in the house, grabbed a bottle of water, walked back outside, and poured it over myself just to give myself a little relief. <laughs> Is the air conditioner fixed yet? Yeah, the guy's there now. I don't know if you've known. I've been on my phone a little bit. He, the guy's there. We're, we are communicating. What What do you think the issue is? It's a pipe issue. Still? I thought he fixed yes. the pipe. Which makes well, me think he, that he, because he, it broke he, for the fourth time this week, maybe it's not actually the pipe. Well, he, he says he needs to replace our pipes. He'll do that Monday. He's just going to sort of uh, jury rig us up today, and he's going to leave his shop vac. He's like, look, if the thing starts to go out, go out there and work the shop vac on it, and it'll be all right. At least yeah. you won't sweat while doing that. Yeah, well, I was going to cook out to yesterday, tomorrow anyway, so, you know, I'll be outside anyhow. Yeah. Somebody said, either way, good job, Ryan. Not easy to do. Oh, thank you. 70? Is that the number we're down at this point? Are we are we down 70? We, we, we are very much in the pork stall. I need somebody to come wrap me in aluminum foil or butcher paper so I can start pushing through this. Because I've been at like three between three 302 and 307 for a month. It doesn't matter what I do. I can't seem to get lower than that. The, hey, the, that plateau is, is a real thing. Mix up what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, you should walk backwards next week. Yeah, that that that's yeah. Mix up what you're doing. Yeah. 
Because your body will get used to what you're doing at some point. I should run backwards. Yeah. Like, if you just do crunches every day, every day, you just crunches, 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 every that's all day. you do, eventually your abs I are going to stop, like, responding the oh. same way. I thought you meant, like, Doritos when you said crunches. Oh. I thought, no, you meant, like, crunch. Okay. My bad. Guys. You should you should do, like, some mountain climbers in your front yard or something to kind of change up the routine. In my front yard. Just let everybody watch. Your yard, if you prefer. Your nice neighbor that drove by <laughs> the other day that said she loves your show. She, yeah. was, she was very nice. You want, she, me, you want she, me to get out there in the DMZ between the Ukrainians and the Russians and just start doing mountain climbers and show, you know, so I can claim tactical superiority is what I'm getting here. No, we're trying to push past the plateau. We don't care what other people think. This is about you. This is about you. Igor, so they're looking at me. He's like, Sivieta, look, he is out there doing exercise. He's challenging me. I don't. I don't. I don't know how that would go. That man might have wrestled a bear. I don't know what he did. He's Russian. Uh, I'm watching the live stream for the first time in a few months, and Haydad looks like he's lost seventy pounds. Borky looks slimmer as well. Richard is still Richard. <laughs> I. I don't know what that means, but okay, we'll go with it. Um, Borky, have you lost a few pounds? Yeah, about thirty. Roughly, really? Yeah, have you really. Uh, I, I got sorry, we haven't celebrated you in the same no, way we celebrated Hey Dad. This is gonna—I I can't even believe I'm gonna say this. This is gonna sound so stupid. I, I got too skinny there for a little while, where all I did was just lose weight, and, and, and I just <laughs> son of a. And I, but I didn't do anything else. Like I ate like like a rabbit, and all I did was like cardio, like fat burning, and I didn't do anything else. And like I just looked yeah. just like thin, and so I've I've started. Working what back I, into what like I was doing all day today. That's what I was doing all day today. Whenever I went outside, was fat burning, just incredible. You can hear the sizzle. Um, we uh, hundred teams, huh? Some people, th- there are some people that had no idea you were on this this journey, and, and they're finding it out for the first time. <laughs> and everybody's happy for you, and we're glad for it. Um, somebody said. Not being a smart aleck here, but it's calories in versus calories out. Either eat less or put out more. No, hey, yeah, that's, that's what he's that's been doing. He's been tracking doing calories religiously. But yeah. the fact is, he's lost seventy pounds in eight months, and part of losing weight is there is a plateau point that you hit, and you got to just keep plugging yeah. and kind of fight through that. And anyway, um, it's the stall. I'm just gotta gotta get through it, and eventually that meat will be nice and tender. Yeah, there you go. Um, we will continue right. the countdown of 100 teams in 100 days. Right, let's just stick with the C Spark Texas. Maybe. Until we get to this in a second. Kidding. Uh, what have you got? <laughs> I would be living in a hotel if my AC went out right now. Oh, well, I've got friends here in town who might be hearing from me if, uh, things aren't better by the end of this, uh, the end of this day. Jeff and Ponatok says, did the, uh, did we know that male Chickasaw Indians average six feet three inches? True story. I did not know that. I learned something today. Well, what country is it where like the average male is like six foot two? Where here in the states we're like five ten. What is it? Is it Sweden or Switzerland? Yeah, where, like, they're I can like buy that. shockingly tall in this one country. Hmm. I think it's one of those. They play yeah. volleyball and they're good at it. Naturally, you did a great job, Brian. Keep it up. Uh, another one. Heck yeah, keep it up. And uh, somebody suggested that you have a cheat day. You've given yourself a few of those, haven't you, along the way? Well, 
I wouldn't say like full cheat days. I mean, I, I'll have a dessert every now and then. But the, the thing I keep telling people is I had 48 years of cheat days. Mm. Maybe maybe it's time to stop having cheat days. Just just play by the rules? Yeah, you know, let's let's try that for a year and just see where it takes us. Somebody said it's the Netherlands. Okay, yeah, one of those. Okay, I can believe that. Virgil van Dyke, don't big man. Don't think they're wooden shoes there? Oh, that's why their soccer team was that so adds, tall. That's how I knew that. Their soccer team is they giant. Add, that adds like two inches, yeah. All right. Sports Talk Mississippi, kind of. We'll be right back. This is a place for crazy people. If it's sports in Mississippi, you'll hear about it here. Sports Talk Mississippi on Super Talk Mississippi. July, I think we would talk a little bit more about this story of the uh, president of the Spanish Soccer Association. You guys, you guys seen this? No. I did For see sure. the team like refuses to play until yeah they're 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 trying to force him out because he, according to his words, spontaneously, mutually, euphorically, and consensually kissed a player on the Spanish team on the medal stand following their win in the World Cup. My desire in that try, moment try that was exactly sometime. the same as if I'd have been kissing one of my daughters. No more or less. Everybody understands that. It was a spontaneous was kiss, mutual, euphoric, and consensual. That's the key. Pretty sure it was on the mouth, so I don't know if about that whole daughter thing. Yeah, well, Europeans are different. <laughs> and so is Tom Brady. <laughs> He's European. I, I didn't think of that. You're right. You're right. He's European. Yes. Uh, what do you say we hit a team on the countdown of 100 teams in 100 days? Is bananas B-A-N-A-N-A-S this day? Is bananas. 100 teams in 100 days. Okay, ready? Three, two, one, go! It's the final countdown! Team number eight. On the countdown of 100 teams in 100 days, BYU. Soon to be BYU of the Big 12. Although you've got uh, Kyle Whittingham at Utah throwing a little shade BYU's way about the resumption of the uh, the Holy War. Wait, not soon to be, right? They are. Next week starts their, their season in the Big 12, doesn't it? Yes. That's, that's soon. Oh. That is soon to be. So, but soon like to be now. part of the Big 12, <laughs> yes. He, li- um, he literally couldn't have been any more correct. That's not even technically correct. Not He's even just technically correct. correct. Yeah. Um, would you like me to rephrase the question? Soon to be playing their first game as a member of the Big 12? Yeah, anyway. Yes. Um. In his 37th year of college football, Keaton Slovis is going to be the starting quarterback for BYU. 
and Kalani Sataki's team. They open with Sam Houston, and then they play Southern Utah. Week three, though, it's a return uh, return trip to the natural state. They will take on the Arkansas Razorbacks in Fayetteville. Then they go to Kansas for their Big 12 opener. Road game against Kansas, a home Friday night game against Cincinnati. We, we said this about one of the Friday night games yesterday when we were kind of going through the, the teams. That will be a fantastic environment at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Friday night game, probably a little cool. Last Friday night in the month of September, first home Big 12 game. Cincinnati, also a new member of the Big 12, soon to be a member of the Big 12, uh, coming to uh, to their place. That'll be good. After the open day. They, they passionately support football. Yes. No, no, no question. Uh, after their open date following that game against Cincinnati, they make a road trip to TC, uh, TCU, host Texas Tech. Got to go to Texas and West Virginia in back-to-back weeks. They get Iowa State and Oklahoma both at home in mid-November, and then they close it out on the road against Oklahoma State on November 25th. Kind of weird not having uh, Bedlam in that slot, but uh, nevertheless, that's what you, uh, you've got. So Keaton Slovis as the starter. They lost their top three rushers from a season ago. A new quarterback, so Slovis replacing Jaron Hall, who was really good. He threw for over 3,000 yards of 31 touchdowns last season. Two of the top three receivers are back. What does the transition for BYU look like? So last year they were 8-5 and five as an independent. Their losses were to Oregon, Notre Dame, Arkansas, Liberty. They got smoked at Liberty and East Carolina. The year before that, 2021, they were 10 and 3. In the COVID year 2020, they went 11 and 1. The only loss was at Coastal Carolina. A couple of 7 and 6 seasons before that. It's year 8 for Kalani Sataki at BYU. So what does this transition for BYU from independence to the Big 12 look like? You know, they they played so many big teams through the years. I mean, BYU has played SEC teams and played Notre Dame a lot and played. I feel like this should be an easier transition for them. They, they've played these kind of games and kind of environments before. They recruit well enough to, to be competitive in those games through the years. So maybe not as tough a transition as as it might be for like a Cincinnati or for, for, for others. Yeah. Or for Texas, you know. They had a problem on the defensive side a year ago. They uh, they gave up 29.5 points per game. They've got to be better defensively and kind of maybe get back to that physical nature that they had, especially in the trenches. BYU, team number eight on the countdown of 100 teams in 100 days. It's time for more Sports Talk Mississippi. Finally. Finally. On Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. Five o'clock hour on a football Friday. Welcome to the weekend. Alongside Brian Haydad and Michael Borthy, I'm Richard Cross. We are coming to you from the Pearl River Resort Studios. Pearl River Resort, the home of the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, 
Maybe your last weekend to get away and play golf for a while. If you get engrossed in football season, you can book your tee time online at dancingrabbitgolf.com. It'll be a little warm, so be sure you drink plenty of water. But uh, you can play the Oaks or the Azaleas, or you can wait till it cools off a little bit in the next week or two. Regardless, they got you covered at Dancing at Rabbit Golf Club. Visit them online again at dancingrabbitgolf.com. C Spire text line is open at 601 879 Four three nine five. Give your business the edge with gigabit fiber internet from C Spire Business. Learn more online at cspire.com slash business. Sports Talk Mississippi is brought to you in part by Genteel. Genteel is the official apparel provider of Sports Talk Mississippi. For a long time now, we've been telling you about the collegiate collection, but they also do specialty orders. If you have a need for golf shirts for your business, for your team members, for a special occasion, uh, get in touch with them. They can take care of you. Maybe you're looking for like a, a one-off, not like just a single, but something like this, like the, the Oxford Charger logo golf shirt. That's a Genteel shirt uh, with the custom embroidery on it. They can take care of you at uh, Genteel Apparel. Genteel, the official apparel provider of Sports Talk Mississippi. We will have 10 days of trivia presented by Genteel coming up at 3.37 this afternoon and give you a chance to win a Genteel golf shirt. But right now, it is time for the College Football Fix. College Football Fix is driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Log on to buyfordnow.com and find out why the best-selling trucks are built Ford Tough. You can test drive one at your local Mississippi Ford dealer today. Don't forget, the uh, summer sales event is going on right now, and that means super savings for you at your local Mississippi Ford dealer. Let's talk about the games that are happening this week. We'll put some Vegas lines with them, and uh, who knows, we might even make some picks as we go through these. Here's your slate. Notre Dame and Navy from Dublin. Uh, Dublin. No D on the end of it. They kind of like the Krogers. <laughs> we'll go to the Dublin. Uh, it's not Dublin, Ohio either. Uh, no, it's, it's not. It's not. Dublin, Ireland. Uh, Notre Dame is a 20 and a half point favorite. Over the uh, Navy midshipman. New coach at Navy. Marcus Freeman going into his second year. Sam Hartman, the starting quarterback. What's that offense going to look like, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Are you boys laying the points with the Irish, or are you feeling more patriotic and feeling as if the uh, midshipman can keep it slightly closer? There's a heart versus desire, uh, or heart versus reality element here. Heart says Navy's going to cover... Mine says no. Grass looks beautiful, by the way. Have you seen the images of the field? Whatever they're doing over there works. Pristine. See if the uh, field holds up to an American tackle football game tomorrow. Oh, don't worry. The the corrupt NFL is not running it, putting games in Arizona for the market only, knowing the field is going to be a disaster. So they're good. It's not at a stadio. Azteca. Not at Azteca either. Azteca. I do wonder if they'll have a, a failure of the uh, concession stand again this year, leading to fifty thousand free beers getting sold. Yeah, I don't know. They were uh, they were pretty pretty fired up about that. I mean, if you went to the, the uh, Irish Nebraska fired up about game. free alcohol, what? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Darren in Jackson says he's a Navy veteran. I say go Navy. Uh, Darren, I think I'm with you. I, I have really for the entirety of the offseason thought, yeah, I think Notre Dame wins this big. I was thinking about it earlier. I was like trying to come up with score combinations. And I came up with like 38-14, and it's like, okay, that covers. That's a 24-point win. What if it's 34-14, and that doesn't cover? I, you know, Navy's going to shorten the game. Is their offense going to look any different? Is Notre Dame going to be explosive? To me, the key is, does Navy turn it over? If Navy fumbles the football, they turn it over, Notre Dame wins in a route. If Navy plays a disciplined, uh, methodical style game where they protect the football, they're going to have a long drive or two mixed in there. And then that makes a three-touchdown line kind of hard to cover. Anchors away. We'll, we'll, We'll take the points. Why not? What about I mean, you, my I'm lax go with Catholic, the home team. Catholic friend? I'm going to go with the home team here and uh, tell you that the Irish in Ireland will probably win this game by closer to double that line, if I had to guess. Also, Ooh. Mississippi Farm Bureau is the home team. Go with them. Yeah, somebody said uh, go Navy, beat the fake Irish. Ooh. Fighting words. Fighting words. UTEP and Jacksonville State. Last time I looked... This line had gone to one and a half. Jacksonville State making their FBS debut with Rich Rod as their head coach, getting a point and a half at home against the Miners of UTEP. Hey, Ned, you get first pick here. Give me that line one more time just so I can hear it out loud. UTEP minus one and a half. I just like the miners. I like I like I like that. The miners. Is Rich Rodriguez still doing the run left, run right, roll out a quarterback to the right who can't throw on the run and throw a ball into the dirt and punt it away? Is that still part of his his system? When things are going well. So when he's on the sidelines, like what does he punch when he can't punch desks? I mean, I guess he goes back to the old punch in his hand thing. Because he did that a few times. I just, I just too. remember the egg ball at Aaron Stark. What is like watching him in the press box was as more exciting than the game. It's like, look at this guy. He's having a fit over here. Thank you, Ole Miss, for leaving the curtain uh, up. I, I wonder see. if he'll break out the Old West outfit that they wore for the uh, the like the the picture to promote Arizona football that year. Pull out the duster jacket. Maybe. Hey, make all the fun you want. We're, we're taking the one and a half. We're taking the home dog in their FBS debut. UTEP is walking into a hornet's nest. The Gamecocks of Jacksonville State winning it outright. Wrong team favored. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Was it UTEP that had the one player recruiting class? And they they no. filled the rest in the portal. No, Who was no, that? That was that was not UTEP. That was. Uh... Texas State. That's right. Did not go well for them. Did not. I can't imagine. Uh, you, Matt, did you make a pick? Borky? No, oh, UTEP's going to go in there and win. A lot of uh, hands getting punched. Uh, UMass one. is at New Mexico State. 
UMass is getting seven points on the road. Orky, who do you like? Honestly, you know, to be honest, I have no idea. I'm going to watch it, though. It's on ESPN. I'm going to have it on. But I have no idea. A couple of independents in college football. Yeah. What was UMass's record last year? I'm just curious. Probably bad. They were 1 and 11. 2 and 10. Oh, I was close. I was close. They were, they were 1 I gave them 11. too much credit, Borky. Oh, my goodness. In the last mm. four years, UMass's combined record is 3 and 37. You know, maybe football's just not your game. I know. Let's have a spelling contest. Yeah, I, I think. Seriously, just w- give it up. You can't be making money. I think I'll lay the uh, the seven with New Mexico State. Just going with the yeah. historical trends. Um, yeah. Ohio is getting two and a half at San Diego State. Uh, Ohio. You don't just walk. Go ahead. Go ahead. Ohio's former quarterback from last year is absolutely tearing up the NFL preseason right now. Uh, like looking like he's a future Hall of Famer, tearing it up in the preseason. Yeah. I would say you don't just walk into Snapdragon Stadium and expect to get the dub. Give me the Aztecs. People that cover that level of football have repeatedly said, hey, joking aside, watch that game. Like, There's a chance that it's really entertaining. Ohio was 10-4 last year. It's their former, former quarterback because Kevin Rourke. Yeah, Kevin Rourke is back. He threw for almost 3,300 yards and 26 touchdowns, leading his team to 10 wins last year. Take Ohio plus the – no, I'm not. I'm not. San Diego State's winning at home. they got to make up right. for the disaster of their stadium opening a year ago. Uh, let's see, we got three more. We'll go quickly. Vanderbilt, 17-point favorite at home against Hawaii. Easy cover. Commodores. Go Doors, San Jose State and Southern Cal, plus 31. Can't watch it. FIU, La Tech. We'll be back. La Tech. Sports Talk Mississippi. It's go time. Sports Talk Mississippi. Well, say something. Super Talk Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi with you on this Friday afternoon, rolling into a big night of high school football in the Magnolia State. Got some football games on your television tomorrow. I even know a couple of people. Um, uh, know a couple of people that are going to the uh, the Vanderbilt Hawaii game tomorrow. My good buddy Brett Norsworthy, who loves college football like few that I know, he's got family in Nashville, so he, he decided to make a trip of it. Going to go see his. Uh, uh, I, I guess his nieces before, you know, before he gets into the grind of football season. And since he happens to be in Nashville, he and one of his nephews are uh, are going to the football game. I told him, I was like, I can't be mad at you for that, man. Good for you. And uh, I'm sure many others. 
hope they have a good crowd for that one. Really do. Hope Vanderbilt fans show up and uh, cheer on the Commodores tomorrow night as they open the season with uh, with Hawaii, the Rainbows, Rainbow Warriors. Sorry, just the Warriors. No, right? Didn't the they Rainbow drop the Warriors? They, no, uh, they, they are they they dropped it, but then they added Rainbow back. Oh. They, they became those, the Warriors for a while. They were those awesome throwback unis, uh, was it two years ago, when they played at Ohio State? Recently, anyway. And they looked incredible. I wouldn't you wear them the every week. on the helmets? Yeah, the old, I mean, the old school. Looks good. It's better now. Good for a one-off. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, it's 20 minutes after 5 on a Friday. That means it is time for one minutes. thing, and one thing only... It's time for a Food Friday. Play the music, Borky. Oh, wait. Food Friday is presented by Polk's Meat. That you can find like them online. You can find them online at polksmeat.com. So much goodness. You go to their website. You can get some, uh, some recipe ideas. Uh, they got some swag on there you can buy. If you want one of the Polk's Meat t-shirts, you can get those online. See some of the cool things they're doing, all of the products that are available. The bottom line is when you go to the grocery store and you mosey through the meat department, you got to grab some hamburger meat, maybe you got to grab some chicken breasts or chicken thighs, whatever, to, grabbing bacon for breakfast in the morning, make sure that you also pick up some smoked sausage from Polk's or the ham steaks or the small perfectly cut for biscuits ham steaks or the, the beanie winnies, whatever it is that you like. You're going to love all of their products. My personal favorite is the Cajun smoked sausage. That is what is going on at my grill tomorrow night. It's going to come off as an appetizer. We're going to hang out around the house, watch a little football tomorrow afternoon and tomorrow evening, throw something on the grill in the last full weekend before we get to football season. I would encourage you to do the same thing. It's the bright yellow packaging, polks in bright blue, trimmed in red. No doubt, uh, buts about it, folks. No buts about it. Picky people pick polks. And so the question is, what are you doing this weekend? You want to tell us what you're doing on the grill this weekend? We'd love to know. Send it to us on the C Spire text line, 601-879-4395. Let us know what you're cooking. By the way, we've got trivia coming up in our next segment. I had to push it back today because 520 belongs to Polks on Fridays for years now and hopefully for many years to come. Hey, Dad, you said you're grilling out tomorrow. What are you grilling, yeah. brother? I almost didn't grill this week after last weekend. That, that about took me out, all that cooking. Um, I got a pork belly. I got a pork belly today. I, I didn't know that I was going to do that. I was I went in there looking for a pork butt. They only had three on the show on the on the counter though. It was two of them were over nine pounds. I was like too big. The other one was four and a half pounds. I was like too small. So. I started looking around, and they had a they had a bunch of pork bellies in there. So I was like, "Oh, well then, don't mind if I do." So I got that, and of course, not too big, not too small. I got, it's like the porridge for just, just right. right. Yes, okay, it's just right. And I got, of course, a couple of links of Polk's original pork smoked smoked sausage. Okay, you went with the original. No garlic, green onion, no. Cajun. I went with the original. Okay, no, nah. very good. Well, yeah. So is this your is this your um, Pork belly recipe where you, you cube them and the whole deal? No, nah, I'm not doing burn ends. I'm going to do a whole pork belly and we'll have slices. Very good. Very good. Borky, you going to cook this weekend? Yeah, I'm going to do wings tomorrow. I don't eat wings near enough. They're the best. Um, and I'm going to cook them 
two ways. Are they the best, or do you just say that? I mean, it's more of like, a, that's the best. Like, pizza's the best. Yeah, pizza's the best. way. You know, wings Wings are great. Of a, It's a great pair with football. Okay. And so I'm going to have football on, and I'm going to smoke them to temperature at first. Take them I was off just asking, because them. usually best means, like, better than all the other things you could cook. And Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm technically correct here. Yeah. I like wings. You're you're overdoing the technically correct. Thing. Yeah, you're overdoing it. Wings are the best, steaks right. the best, whatever you're cooking. It's not every day. Yeah, um, but it's perfect pair with football. I've got a bottle of it bourbon, um, and I'm going to double cook double cook them. I don't know what you call this, but I, I will smoke them to temperature first, and then, and then take them off and, and rest them, and then fry them in bacon fat. Does or bacon the bourbon grease. have anything to do with the cooking? I'm going to have that while I'm cooking. It's, oh, it's okay. a nice pair. There you go. Yeah. So that's, this is why I went with the, the, the pork butt or the pork belly. I, I wanted something I can just put on the grill, let it sit. Well, I just got to keep an eye on the fire. But, like, I don't want to – wings are too active. Football's going on. I got to be yeah. – I'm watching football. I'm going to get a pellet smoker the second I can afford to get a pellet smoker, though. I, I mean, just yeah. – I've got a buddy that has one, and, and I was hanging out with him recently. And just the – on his phone, like, he's just sitting there. And it's, oh, it's time to bring the temperature up. And he just sits there. Doesn't even have to get up. Yeah. He doesn't have to do anything. And, you know, working a grill and, like, making sure that, – that's all fun and good when you've got nothing else to do. But during football season, you're right. I don't want to have to man a smoker for hours. I want to just have one where I pull out my app and I don't have to get up from my couch and watch football all day. And when the stuff's done, it's done without even having to go outside. I need that convenience in my life. Okay. I, I don't – because I love the activity of grilling. It's like, I mean, we can eat inside if we're going to eat inside, but it's like if we're going to grill, it's like I, I, I want to manipulate, flip, check the temperature, work on it all a little bit. I, I don't know. I think I just enjoy that part of it as much as anything else. Um, I do too, but when there's football on, there's yeah. football on. Oh, absolutely. Like two months ago, I, I mean, I did – Two racks of ribs, and it was just like it was the great day. Yeah, it was yeah. an awesome day. I enjoy it, but but tomorrow I want to watch football. That's yeah. fair. Uh, somebody said, "Come on, man! Pellet smoker equals easy bake oven." Yeah, but there are a lot of people that love them. I mean, a lot of people that love them. Can Advanced easy says, bake ovens put smoke rings uh, around a brisket like you can on a pellet smoker? I don't think so. Somebody said the temperature in Mississippi tomorrow is what pellet smokers were made for. That's from Vance in New Albany. You might be onto something there. Yeah. Um, Just keep it easy. We are we are celebrating the unofficial end to summer tomorrow evening with steaks on the grill. I'm gonna go see my. In fact, I think the whole meal is coming from LBs. Absent uh, other than the the polks, I'm gonna make a trip across the street. I gotta get charcoal and I've got to get uh, polks, Cajun smoked sausage. I'm out in the refrigerator. Um, and do fillets and get three or four big fillets. I'll slice them. Gonna do some asparagus, asparagus bundles wrapped in bacon, and gonna do twice baked potatoes. I'm not gonna smoke those. Hey, Dad, I'm gonna actually put those in the oven. And <laughs> why? Why yeah. wouldn't you smoke them? I don't know. You could. You, you could, I suppose. I don't know. I might try that. Hmm. And I might get a couple of salmon fillets to throw on the grill as well. So that's how we're going to. Uh, that's how we're gonna do the uh, the weekend. Uh, Dwayne sends us a, oh, he says, uh, he and Borky are debating 
bourbons on there. Very good. Um, Jim sends us a picture of his pellet grill, and he says, go for it, Bort. Here's one. This is from Jeremy in Columbia. Going to grill a porterhouse, seasoned and seared, and live stream Columbia High School football tonight. Good for you, Jeremy. Seasoned with seasonings, no doubt. No doubt. Uh, let's see here. Uh, hey, Dad, please share your pork belly recipe. That's from Bubba in Starkville. I mean, it's easy. Just uh, cook it indirectly. I'm going to be around 300, between 275 300, some pecan smoke, and then whatever I, I choose to rub it with. I'm going to clip that for me, Borky. Uh <laughs> Probably do like a, an AP rub, and then uh, I think I have some Meat Church Hot Honey Hog. You can clip that, too. And uh, probably use that. Uh, da, 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 da. Let's see, a couple of other things that we got. <laughs> Tuna dip. Uh, smoked redfish <laughs> or grilled fillets, letting you guys pick for me for tomorrow night. Do both. Grill them. Grill them. Can we yeah, surf and surf that. it? Surf and turf it. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm. Somebody says you rub it with your fingers, hey, Dad. That's a good point. Use your hands. Jeez. Chandler and Wayne That's why it's called a try my hand at homemade pizza this weekend. Chandler, I don't know what your what your grill setup is, but if you happen to have a, a big green egg or a Komodo Joe or one of those, try doing it on the uh on the ceramic grill. It is fantastic. That's your Food Friday, presented by Polks and PolksMeat.com. No buts about it, folks. Picky people, pick Polks. Sports Talk Mississippi. Here we, here we go, go. Super Talk Mississippi. back to Sports Talk Mississippi with you. Hey, if you're in the market for a new Ford truck, then I've been telling you for a while, Belk Ford is the place to go, well, regardless of where you live. You, you live in the, the metro area, you live on the coast, you live in North Mississippi, make the drive to Oxford if you're, if you're in the market for a, a new F-150 or, or any Ford vehicle for that matter. But allow me to sweeten the deal. If I uh, if I may, um, right now you can save up to nine thousand dollars on a 2023 Ford F-150. Select models. There's some trade-in allowance that's there, some rebate money, some factory discounts. It's all kind of rolled into one. But you can save up to nine thousand dollars on select Ford F-150 models. I think it's the XLT with the 302 trim kit, but don't get hung up on that. They're going to take care of you regardless. And got some options available right now. Financing options are are good. It's not the lowest interest rate in the history of the world, but you can kind of offset that when when you talk about some of the rebates that are available right now. So if you want to save and save big, come see my friends at, uh, at Belk Ford in Oxford. You can find them on Highway 6 West, just west of town, uh, easy to get in and out of, really good selection of Ford trucks on the lot right now. 
Uh, plus, they've got a great used car selection. If uh, you're looking for a Toyota, Oxford Toyota is just up the hill from them as well. Great service department. They've been in business for a really long time. Family-owned business, four dealerships since 1961. They're going to treat you like family when you come through the door. Uh, it is a great time to get behind the wheel of a 2023 Ford F-150. And if it's been just a little too much to bite off, Take advantage of the big, big savings that they've got right now on a number of those Ford F-150s that are on the lot. Tell them we sent you. You heard about it on Sports Talk Mississippi. That's Belk Ford, Oxford Toyota, Highway 6 West in Oxford. All right, here we go. Um, It's time for our continuation of 10 Days of Trivia. 10 Days of Trivia. It's brought to you by Genteel. Gentile, the official apparel provider of Sports Talk Mississippi. If you win the trivia question, if you are the the winner, then you get your pick of a Gentile golf shirt. You can get an Ole Miss shirt, Mississippi State shirt, Southern Miss shirt, or we can do a Super Talk Mississippi golf shirt for you. Uh, You just give us the size and all your contact information. We'll put you on the list. We're going to send all of those out. At one time. Hey, Dad came up with this question today. I'm going to add a wrinkle to it because it's too easy as it stands right now. Okay, hey, Dad, you you okay with that? I really wish I could have asked you these questions without you knowing the answers. Because I want to, you keep saying they're easy. I'm like, okay. Okay, but but the, the, the point is not could I immediately answer the question, it's how fast can I Google it and text it in. You're going to text your answer to the ceasefire text line, 601-879-4395. Two-part question. Two-part question. When is the last time that both Mississippi State and Ole Miss beat LSU in the same season? What year was it? And what was the combined winning point total of those two games. Last year that Ole Miss and Mississippi State beat LSU in the same season and the combined margin of victory for the Bulldogs and the Rebels in those two games. 601-879-4395. Send us the, uh, the answer. And if you are the first correct answer, you will get a shirt from Gentile. Was that an okay addition? Yeah, I, I had to look it up. Well, good. Good. There you go. All right, so we will uh, we will keep an eye out. Lucky for... me, I know exactly where to go for <laughs> scores of, 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 of every game ever played. Yeah, it's a little more work. It's a little more work yeah. if, uh, if you want the, uh, the answer to that. Um, T-Spire text line is open. Well, it's a little busy right now. You might want to give it a minute if you want us to catch a message right now because yeah. we got a lot of guesses, a lot of answers uh, coming into the trivia question. Ooh, that one was close. That one was close. really close. Somebody said, I'm driving. I can't Google it. Okay. Keep the, uh, keep the answers rolling in. We have <laughs> high school football that is happening right now. Probably in multiple places uh, across Mississippi. Somebody sent us a uh, an update on the South Nola Houston game. It was tied at fourteen. Uh, the game got started at four thirty, so it should be right around halftime in uh, in Senatobia. Game one of a doubleheader. We've got uh, Desoto Central 
and Germantown High School coming up later tonight as well. Uh, if you missed it just a second ago, the uh, the question is, last time that Mississippi State and Ole Miss beat LSU in the same season and the combined margin of victory for the Rebels and the Bulldogs. We've had several people that have been really, really close. Yeah. They got the year right, and they were a little off on the uh, the total number of points. So uh, keep your guesses coming, and Borky and Haydad are staring feverishly at the ceasefire oh, text this, line. This one person kind of has it, but they didn't they didn't phrase it correctly. Mm. I mean, it's really simple. I feel bad for Give him. me the year and the combined margin of victory. Done. There, there's a winner. There, there's a winner. You got it. Yep. From from the is that that eight one six number? Yep. There you go. Nineteen ninety nine. Last time that Mississippi State and Ole Miss both won against LSU in the same season. Now a bunch of you. Guessed 1999, and you were right, but you were off on the combined margin of victory. So in 1999, Mississippi State beat LSU 17-16 on October 23rd in Starkville. One week later, in Baton Rouge, Ole Miss, a 42-23 winner of that game against LSU. So a one-point victory for Mississippi State, a 19-point win for Ole Miss, a combined margin of victory of 20 points. The year was 1999. It was a combined victory of 20 points. And that is the answer to today's genteel 10 days of trivia question. Good stuff. This guy doesn't even need you to mail it. He's Gino from Oxford. You can just go meet him somewhere, Richard. All right, Gino. Good deal, man. We'll get his uh, get all his information here. Very good. He doesn't actually live in Oxford, though, apparently. He doesn't actually live in Oxford. Oh, well. Yes. Maybe he was from Oxford at one point. Yeah. Um, let's uh, squeeze it in here. If we need to carry it over to the uh, last segment. Our, our last team today, as we are uh, down to number seven on the countdown of 100 teams... In 100 days, team number seven on the countdown. Can you guess the fight song? Do you know the fight song? The Ponies! The SMU Mustangs. Currently, Innovators. Ahead of their time. Part of the American Athletic Conference. Will they continue in the American, or... Are they going to find themselves invited to the ACC? Uh, we'll, we, we will see. SMU went 7-6 and six last year. It was Rhett Lashley's first season as the head coach at SMU. Preston Stone, the sophomore, is going to be their quarterback. Tanner Mordecai was the quarterback last year. He got banged up. Preston Stone came into the game uh, and drew the start against Tulsa and played really, really well. And then he separated his shoulder in the game, and so they had to turn it over to Kevin Jennings. And um, So you get Preston Stone as the quarterback. They've got 
some returning players at the uh, skill positions, but they lose their best wide receiver. Rasheed Rice last year had 10 touchdowns and 1,355 yards receiving. SMU opens the season with Louisiana Tech. They go to Oklahoma in week two. Is is that one interesting to you guys? SMU at Oklahoma week two? It can be. Remember a couple years ago when Tulane went to Oklahoma and that game was 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 sketchy the whole game. Why not again? And yeah. I I got no belief in Oklahoma this year. I don't, I'm not big on them at all. So yeah, yeah. I like the over. I don't know what the number is, but I like the over. Oklahoma struggled on the defensive side a year ago. Uh, SMU uh, they gave up. 34 points per game a season ago, but they could score. They scored 37 a game. Uh, fun team. Fun team to watch. Great uniforms. Really, really good uniforms. The pony on the helmet might be the best uniform, but the one where they've got the D with kind of the pony running out of the D, the, the city helmet, those are really sharp too. SMU team number seven on the countdown of 100 teams in 100 days. We're back right after this. Your number one for sports talk. Anyone? 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 Come on, don't be shy. Sports talk, Mississippi. Bingo, man, bingo. Super talk, Mississippi. One last time, Friday afternoon, Adam in Monticello on the ceasefire text line says, It is raining in Monticello, Mississippi. Almost forgot what rain looks like. It's been so long. Congratulations. Trey, the mailman in Greenwood, says, Richard threw me off by asking for the total points. I had 98. Somebody said, margin of victory, not total score. Dang it. Gotta listen close. Gotta listen. Oh, goodness. Great, uh, great stuff. Somebody said, that was a tough one. Didn't know we were going to have to do long division. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, me. Um, Our five winners, by the way, have come from Guntown, Taylor, Starkville, Ridgeland, and Ripley. Nice, nice spread on the winners so far. Yep, South Mississippi, where are y'all? Come on, stand now. up, South Mississippi. Let's see if we can throw one in. Somebody the, uh, south of I twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and tomorrow's gonna be great. You got the tour championship yeah. going. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh any, I, let me uh, let me lock into that. Oh. Jeez. Currently, Colin Morikawa and Victor Hovland tied atop the leaderboard at 16 under par. Scotty Scheffler, two back at 14 under, then Keegan Bradley and Xander Shoffley and Rahm, and et cetera, et cetera. They're all good. I'll see that on Sunday. Yeah. I will, actually. I, I will watch that on Sunday. But not tomorrow? Not tomorrow. I mean, tomorrow we get college football. And then when we the, the next time our audience hears us, we will have college football to talk about. And it's game week. 
That's the thing, right? On Monday, we will have had game week press conferences. So we'll we'll hear from Lane Kiffin. We'll hear from Zach Arnett. And Hey Dad will have an in-depth, four-segment-long uh, breakdown of Southeastern Louisiana, their strengths and weaknesses, star players. You know it. He'll recite the entire Everything depth you chart want to know. too deep. That's right. Yeah. Or none of that. <laughs> I am All looking forward to getting back in the press the conference game, though. I haven't been to one in three years. So. Yeah. Um. By the way, if you want to do a little advanced scouting, Mercer, Ole Miss's week one opponent, plays tomorrow. Playing at the Crampton Bowl in Montgomery, Alabama, against North Alabama in the FCS kickoff. The game is on ESPN at 2.30 tomorrow afternoon, and it is supposed to be 100 degrees. So, there you go. I have a friend who's a really nice guy. And God bless him, likes football, just doesn't know much about it. He goes to all the games. He he, he just kind of does it because everybody else does. And, and he'll ask me football questions sometimes. And, and I guess he learned also that Mercer's got a game this weekend and was like, does it give him any kind of edge that they're playing when Ole Miss is not playing? Man. I'm going to go with no. No. No, it doesn't. If anything, it also, puts stuff on film for them in a game that they have to win for Ole Miss to see to make it even more hard, more difficult to be close Next weekend, no, man, you're, you're good. Also, tomorrow night, 6.30 tomorrow night on ABC, South Carolina State and Jackson State. They are playing in Atlanta. Center Park Stadium, is that, where is that? Is that the name for the old Turner Field now, or is that a different, I can't remember, Hey, you're exactly right. That is the old Turner. Old Turner. That is. No, it is not. Center Park Credit Union Stadium is. Yeah. Is that where they they put Turner? Because it's 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 uh, where Georgia State plays. Right. It's an outdoor yeah, stadium. In the old... which is the old Turner Field. They they made the old Turner okay. Field. Georgia State did their home stadium. Yeah, they right did some. Oh, Turner! I'm thinking. I'm thinking of the Georgia Dome. My bad. My bad. No, that's no, my they, bad. they demolished it. They, that's what I thought. I was just like, this, this can't be right. Okay, yeah, Turner Tur- Field, which was now. 1996 Olympic Olympic opening ceremonies, and then the Braves home for like 20 years, and then they went to a new ballpark that they sell out almost every single game. So yeah, Jackson State. You want to watch them tomorrow night? You can uh, you can catch that on uh, ABC at 6:30. Um. Somebody back. Yeah, it, it really is. It really is. you got a lot of options tomorrow. It's going to be a uh, a fun start to the season. Then we'll roll into uh, into game week next week. Mississippi State, Southeastern Louisiana, Ole Miss, Mercer, Southern Miss, and Alcorn State all coming up in eight days. One week from tomorrow. It's going to be a lot of fun, and we can't wait to uh, talk. About all of that when we join you from the Sportsbook at the Golden Moon Casino on Monday afternoon at 3 o'clock. Don't forget, you got high school football tonight coming up next right after the news. It's the scoreboard preview show. And then tonight, starting at 10 o'clock, the Mississippi Farm Bureau Insurance Company scoreboard show right here on Super Talk Mississippi. For Brian Haydad and Michael Borky, I'm Richard Cross. Enjoy your last weekend 
before college football season starts completely for everybody. The appetizer starts tomorrow. Good night. Running a business is tough. If you're struggling with HR benefits and payroll, you're not alone. Many businesses just don't have the resources to keep up. That's where MWG Employer Services comes in. We provide a full range of employer services with everything from payroll to benefits to HR services and compliance and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. We're a Mississippi-based company that can help you focus on what you do best, growing your business. Call MWG Employer Services today at 601-206-7966 or go to MWG Employer Services A Super Talk Mississippi media production.